Based on recent Chicago graduation trends, it's reasonable to expect that close to 6,000 of this year's CPS graders will not graduate within five years. My name is Devin Hurtado, and the topic I'm going to be talking about is urban education. When it comes to urban education, there's a lot of issues. Some schools don't have the proper teachers to teach students, or schools don't have enough money to pay their teachers. A lot of schools in urban education have students who drop out once they go to high school or before that. What are your thoughts on the issues in CPS? Okay, today, so we're going to be talking about CPS schooling and their issues. And the person I'm interviewing is my math teacher, Ms. H. And the first question I'm going to ask is, what are your thoughts on urban education? So as a teacher, I'm very grateful to be teaching here at Morton West. Um, urban education, especially schools like CPS, can just range. Um, and some CPS schools are very well run. And um, overall, the students are very happy there. But then um, other CPS schools are not so fortunate. Uh, so it really kind of depends on the school. And I think because it covers such a wide uh, range of students across all of Chicago, and some are easier to get into, some are a lottery system, it's kind of hard uh, to judge CPS overall, but if you think about it on a school-by-school -school basis, it can either be really great or it can be kind of more challenging. Okay, okay. Okay, so what problems do you think are affecting urban, urban education? I know one of the problems that affects them is that they're constantly closing down certain CPS schools and they're merging schools' populations um, together. So that's giving students um, a far larger classroom that they have to be in, uh, teachers having to teach 40 students, 50 students even, versus having a smaller classroom size. And that can be really, really challenging for a student to really learn and thrive in. And I've also heard about how um, counselors and uh, other supports like nursing um, just really aren't available. And that's really hard for a student to not be able to have that support system at school. Okay, um, what steps do you think um, can help solve these problems in urban education? Definitely greater funding. I know it's hard, obviously, to figure out with Chicago. There's many, many things that need to be balanced and juggled, but CPS definitely needs more support so that they can get the nursing staff, they can get extra support staff, and they can give teachers a smaller classroom size so that students can have a better education there. What can you compare from urban from the education in urban schools compared to those of the suburbs? Um, with suburban schools, we're lucky enough to have our districts kind of already laid out in the way that we can always host a referendum to try and gain more money um, from those around us so that we can better our school, um, improve athletics, things like that. And that's just not something that's as easily done at CPS. So it's a better support system, I feel like, having that community around you versus in Chicago, it's just such a big city. The community is a lot harder to kind of rally around the smaller schools that are more challenged. In your opinion, what are some major differences between teaching at an urban school and suburban school? Like I've previously mentioned, uh, at a suburban school, I feel like we are better supported in the way that I, I will absolutely never have a class size that's bigger than 30, and at CPS, they do have to worry about that. I feel like my administration is a lot more supportive. I feel like things are kind of better in place and that there's less stress placed on the teachers because um, there's better supports in place for us. But of course, that's not every CPS school. I've heard of other schools like Lane Tech and Walter Payton that are very well supported. So I think suburban schools are overall um, more similar in their supports versus CPS either being greatly supported or not supported very much at all. 
Um, where would you pre uh, rather prefer to teach in urban schools or schools that are in the suburbs? And what are those aspects that make the school better than the other? I'm very happy to be teaching here at Morton West. Definitely wouldn't um, want to trade that away. There are certain CPS schools that I think would have been interesting to teach at, like I said previously, like Lane Tech or like Walter Payton. Um, but I, I would prefer to stay in suburban schools also because I went to high school in a suburban school, so I'm already used to that. So it's nice to be teaching in somewhere that I grew up. So the research I'm going to be basically talking about is the different issues that happen in CPS. Uh, the first source I'm going to use, the publisher of the source is Primary Source Media. And a quote that I use is, there are from 15 to 20 colors teachers in the public schools of Chicago. Indeed, they say that there are two places where they are not discriminated against because of their color. One is in the public schools and the, others is, and the other is under the Civil Service Commission. How this relates to my topic is that African-American teachers get discriminated if they go to schools that are in a white neighborhood. So they have no choice but of teaching at public schools because, of, because at public schools they don't get discriminated since the students they teach are mostly African-Americans. African-American teachers shouldn't feel like this and should be able to teach wherever they want while feeling comfortable teaching there. So the publisher of my second source is Gail, and a quote that I use from the source is, one of the goals of the Chicago teachers was to win better working conditions and higher salaries. How this relates to my topic is how teachers feel that they aren't given good working conditions and not and are not getting paid enough. Teachers at CPS schooling deal with students that don't behave well and don't treat them with respect. So every day they have to constantly deal with the kids that don't behave well and get, and get disrespected by them. Also, CPS doesn't really pay teachers good and this ends up with teachers leaving or going on strike. Teachers and CPS shouldn't have to be going through all these issues and should be treated fairly. My third and final source, uh, the authors of this source are Andrea Green Gibson and April Colette. And a quote that I use from the source is, according to Shockley, the American education system has failed to address properly the education and cultural needs of African-American students who attend public schools, which has caused major behavioral, social, and academic problems. So how this relates to my topic, because it talks about how CPS hasn't done a good job in keeping African-American students in school. Also that CPS lacked educational needs for African-American students. Students should feel that they should go to school and graduate. CPS needs to do a better job of keeping students in school and showing them that school is important. So what all these pieces of, what all these pieces of research have in common is that they're all talking about issues in CPS and how it's affecting them and others. CPS has to do has to find ways in solving these issues they are dealing with. CPS has a lot of issues that needs to be solved. CPS has a lot of issues when it comes to education, 
a lot of kids in CPS are dropping out and they need to do a better job of keeping kids in school and showing them that school is important. A lot of kids are dropping out and doing things they're not supposed to be doing instead of going to school. CPS needs to show kids that it's important to go to school and graduate, move on to college, and have a good, successful life. I'd like to thank my math teacher helping me with my interview and everybody else that helped contribute and help and um making my podcast